surprised when I say when I say you must be born again read it again so don't be surprised when I say you must be born again look at your neighbor and tell somebody you must be born again amen amen you may be seated in the presence of the Lord and you got 15 seconds to share right now amen 15 seconds to share real quick invite somebody over and say come have church with me amen you turn me down a little bit right now. I'm talking a little loud, a little bit. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank God for this praise and worship. And what Lady Thomas was saying is so real. Uh, before I get into my sermon, she touched on it, and I feel it's so real. Because of what God has been doing, I believe God has been moving in this place. Amen. Would you agree? I believe God has been moving. He's been changing hearts and changing minds and doing what he does. And the enemy mad. So you got to understand that we are in spiritual warfare. That when you're trying to bring people closer to Christ, when you're seeing people on the verge of breakthroughs, when you see all these things happening, mm-hmm. the devil get mad. Yeah, yeah. Didn't yeah. we talk about that in Planet? Yeah. yeah. That, that when the world was sown, something was going to happen. Come on. Come that, that he was coming as the bird. Come on. Come he was on. coming as the sun. Mm-hmm. I, I pre-warned you things were going to happen. Yeah. And guess what? Come the on. enemy is trying to move. But guess what? I know who my God That's is. It. That's it. I know Thank who my Lord. Savior Thank is. Lord. I know where my hope is and my help. So guess what? You might be in the midst of a storm right now. But I guarantee this. I'd rather be in the storm with the one who speaks the storm and they stop than be in the storm without him. I'd rather be with the Lord. Amen. So be encouraged, y'all. So we've been on a journey here at New Creation Church. Like I said, I've been praying and hopefully pushing us all to grow in our relationship with God. Uh, No matter where you're at, uh, uh, if you're not saved, I'm praying for you. Amen. If you newly saved, I'm trying to encourage you. If you've been saved in a while, pastor, first lady, whatever you are, usher, media, whatever, volunteer, lay member, from the pulpit to the back door, I want to encourage you that all of us got to keep growing. That's it. It's, it's not a stopping place. You got to keep growing or you'll get stale. Come on. While we are on the heels of Resurrection Sunday next week, I can't help but feel God led me to preach this great theological conversation in the Gospel of John. Uh, uh, We get a glimpse of the power of Jesus' death, his burial, and his resurrection in the Gospel of John. Uh, And chapter 3 is where we end, but let me back up real quick and let you know what happened in chapter 2. Jesus is walking through the temple in Jerusalem, y'all. He's walking through the temple. He looks around, and he sees all these people selling and trading in the temple, y'all. They selling and trading, selling and trading. He's looking around like, what's going on? And not only are they selling and trading, but they crooked with it. Uh, They're supposed to be selling doves to be offering to God. They're giving them broken doves and doves whose wings don't work and animals that don't nobody want. So they crooked and they selling stuff, and Jesus looks around. He gets mad and angry. He begins to flip over tables. Oh, he begins to flip over tables and grab his women. He said, get out of here. Come on. My father's house should be a house of prayer. Yeah. Y'all yeah. turn it into a den of thieves. Jesus. 
So the religious leaders show up, y'all. They mad and upset. They show up and they say, look here, if you who you say you are and you claiming to make these claims, give us a sign or something to let us know you come from God. Jesus, Jesus. Jesus ignores him. He don't give no mind, no attention to nothing. But that's a common theme throughout the gospel. The religious leaders come to him and say, if you are who you say you are, then give us a sign. Hold on to that. Amen. So here we are in John chapter 3, verses 1 and 2. Look at this. There was a man named Nicodemus, a Jewish religious leader who was a Pharisee. After dark, one evening, he came to speak with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Rabbi, he said, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Okay, okay. So a Pharisee, let me make sure everybody understands what a Pharisee is. A Pharisee is a religious teacher of that day. He was some form of a pastor would look like. He was a devout religious teacher of this day. They thought they handled the letter of the law. They tried to keep all God's commandments. But what they were doing was making their own commandments as well and getting people confused. So this is a religious teacher. Religious teacher. There was the uh, Pharisees and the Sadducees, two sects of Jewish teachers, right? So look here. Nick at night is what I heard a lot of pastors refer to him. They call him Nick at night uh, because he came to Jesus at night. And what I did see, and a lot of pastors growing up, watch this, they would beat up Nick at night. Amen. They would say, why he come to Jesus at night? Why, why, why would he come to Jesus at night? Uh, uh, maybe this, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe because he knew his other religious leaders had some issues with him. Maybe he know they had some issues with him. He says, you know what? I can't roll through in the daytime. They might be tripping on me. They just questioned Jesus at the temple. I don't want no smoke with nobody. Or maybe he wasn't really sure totally who Jesus was yet. And he's trying to figure it out. He got some questions. He's trying to figure out who Jesus is. I don't know. Maybe it's because crowds were clinging to Christ, right? Jesus was the popular of the popular. To give you a vision, you ever seen Michael Jackson walk through a third world country? Uh, y'all see all them people on mic, amen. That's how crowds would cling to Christ. Remember when he fed the two fish and five loaves, yeah. there were 5,000 men, not including women and children. So crowds would cling to Christ. Maybe at nighttime, he said, this is the only time I can come to Jesus. But guess what? Uh, I got a question for you. Why does it matter if he came at night or day? Why ain't we happy that he just came? Uh, 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 we a trip sometimes. We always wonder why somebody came to Jesus. Why they come into Jesus and they get high all the time? Why they come into Jesus and they get drunk all the time? Why they come into Jesus and they get the club all the time? Why they come into Jesus and they get why they we always wondering why? Why can't we can't be happy? Somebody come into Jesus. I don't care how you came, long as you come. Because I believe in him and his word. If you come as you are, you won't stay as you are. Now, if you come with your issues, he'll deliver you from your issues. You come with your pain, he'll free you from your pain. Quit worrying why people came and be excited somebody came. Amen. So, 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 so I love this. He said, he said, Rabbi, we all know that God has sent you to teach us. Your miraculous signs are evidence that God is with you. Hold up, stop the press. And verse in chapter two, they just demanded a, a miraculous sign, and these were the religious teachers. But Nick say something different. He say nobody can do the miraculous signs that you do. We know God sent you to teach us. So Nick's comments lets me know to believe somewhere they have seen a miracle of Jesus. If I just back up a chapter, back up chapter one, uh, uh, Jesus was at a wedding in Cana, and I know this, he turned water to wine, amen. And I'm sure the word spread somewhere that his brother was at a wedding, and he turned water to wine. They heard about, somebody had to hear about that, amen. That's amazing. So I know they probably at least heard that one already before John chapter three. But what trips me out, they mad at him, and they demand a sign. Need you get this. The principle I need you to get, watch this. In public, people will criticize you, but in private, be captivated by you. Amen. 
In public, they will be in private public, they'll be furious with you, but in private they'll be fascinated with you. In public, they'll be disgusted with you. But in private, they delight in you. Amen. You ought to thank God for the people that hating on you right now. They hate me and mad, but truthfully, really, they really fans and followers. They really love you. They really talk about you. You always on their mind and they always tripping. They demanding a sign from Jesus. But back in the meeting, Nick said, hold up, player. Y'all know who this man is, right? Y'all know we need to learn from him and teach from him, but they hating on him. My God. But the reason Jesus was unbothered is because he knew who he was. See, when I know who I am and whose I am, I don't really be tripping. When I know who I am and whose I am, I ain't got no time to worry about you, amen. I'm living my best life, praise God. Our God is my father. I'm his son. I'm his daughter. I love him. We in a relationship. I ain't got time to worry about what you tripping on. Look at this, y'all. John 3 and 3. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. See, Nicodemus, watch this, was telling Jesus, he know he came from God and that you came to teach us, but he hasn't asked the question that he wanted to ask yet, but Jesus gives him an answer without him asking a question. See, I miss y'all shout. That's why I love him like I do. Nick came with a question on his mind and his heart at nighttime. He wanted to ask Jesus a particular question, and Jesus sees him and says, before you enter the kingdom of God, you must be born again. I can imagine Nick tripping, like, how he know what I want to ask? How he know what's in my heart and my mind? You wonder why I love him and I worship him, because he's God of all things. Because he knows me inside out. He knows what I'm thinking. He knows how I feel. He knows everything. So Nick got to be tripping, and Jesus tells him, Nick, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. So what is Jesus saying? He's not talking about seeing the kingdom of God with our physical eyes. No, yeah. no, no. He's talking about seeing as your comprehension. Yeah. Come on, yeah. come on, comprehension. We was yeah. in school, right? We had to do language, arts, and English, and, and our comprehension, our ability to understand something, right? He says, unless you are born again, you can't even understand the kingdom. Mm-hmm. See, the kingdom, watch this, don't make sense until you're born again. You don't understand the power of prayer until you're born again. You don't understand the power that comes with fasting until you're born again. You don't understand the importance of forgiving people and not holding grudges until you're born again. You don't understand the importance of tithing and giving back to God when we owe him, right, until we're born again. Until witnessing and helping people come to Christ until we're born again. You can't even see or comprehend the importance of the kingdom. It doesn't exist to us. So look at this, John 3 and 4. Nick says, what do you mean, exclaimed Nicodemus? How can an old man go back into his mother's womb and be born again? Nick, tripping, y'all. Jesus says, you must be born again. But Nick say, Jesus, I'm 30, 40, 50. I can't be born again. How can an old man go back into his mother's womb? That makes no sense. Are you crazy? I know God sent you, but are you crazy? You want me to do something that's physically impossible, but Jesus is trying to show you what's spiritually possible. He's trying to do what's physically possible, but Jesus is saying, look here, I'm trying to show you something that you can do you never even thought of or hoped about. I'm what the scriptures talking about, and I'm here to help you. Look at Jesus' reply, John 3, 5, and 7. Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and the spirit. Yeah. Humans can only reproduce human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. Amen. So don't be surprised when I say you must be born again. Ooh. 
Whenever I always say this, whenever someone repeats something in the Bible, you ought to pay attention. When you in a text and you reading something, that writer says some, the same thing two or three times, you better pay attention. As a matter of fact, here we are in three out of the first seven verses, Jesus has made references to being born again. He's trying to get our attention. He says, I need you to understand this. Watch this. He needs you to comprehend the importance of rebirth because you can't see or comprehend or enter his kingdom without rebirth. He said nobody can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. So if I can't enter it, that means what? I don't, not only can I not see it, but I don't get access either. Ooh, see, access is important, amen. Okay, let me tell you about access. Okay, a couple times this year, a pastor game and a coach game, I was able to go and be in a mayor suite, y'all. Amen. Little old me, I don't know nothing about that. I don't know the mayor like that. I don't know that. But favor, praise God, amen. I got to go hang out with the mayor and be in the mayor suite at a pastor game and a coach game this year. And it's my first coach game I've been to. And what I noticed is that when you got these tickets right there, when you go in, they send you a certain way and you got to go to the elevator. And you can't even get on the Come elevator on. without showing your ticket. Come on. And then once you get on the elevator, they take you down lower. Yeah. And then once you go down lower, it's another person right there about to scan your ticket. So the first person you got to show, the second person you got to scan. And once they scan your ticket, then you're able to go into the mayor's suite. Amen. But what I know is if I don't have certain requirements, I ain't got access to his suite. I'm trying to help somebody. See, access helps you to get into certain environments. But to meet that, you got to have certain requirements. Uh, amen. You can't even get into the club. You ain't dressed right. Uh, uh, praise God, amen. I think it was that poet, Tupac Shakur. They won't let me in because I'm dressed like a thug, amen. Uh, you can't even get in if you ain't dressed right. Watch this. Brothers, we can't get in certain restaurants if you ain't got a jacket on, amen. I'm sorry, sir. You can't come here today. You got to have a suit jacket on to sit here. Uh, old school gas station says this. Uh, no shoes, no shirt, no service. Praise God. Everything got some requirements to get into, amen. So why do we think we can get into heaven without following any requirements in the Bible? Why do we think we get to go into God's presence and ain't follow nothing he said do? We live however we want to live and do what we want to do. No, it has requirements to gain access, y'all. So Jesus replied, I assure you, no one can enter the kingdom of God without being born of water and spirit. Nick is a religious teacher, y'all, and I think Jesus gave him this example to help him out because he knows he knows the law. I know you know the word of God. You know the Torah. You know the Old Testament. So look at this, y'all. Ezekiel 36, 25, and 27. Amen. Ezekiel 36. Look at this. Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart, and I will put a new spirit in you. I will take out your stony stubborn heart and give you a tender responsive heart and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations Woo! so this is the Old Testament amen this is Ezekiel talking with God said he's going to do in the future Jesus shows up on the scene and said look here you must be born by water and spirit see God never saved us and intended for us to remain the same Look at what he's saying. I will give you a new heart. I'll take yeah. out the stony heart. Uh, I'll clean you up. Yeah. I'll get rid of your filth. Come Amen. On, that it'll on. be washed away. I will give you come a new on. heart and a new spirit. Okay, okay. Uh, you got to be 35 or over to feel this. When I was younger, when I was younger, watch this. It used to be these cheer commercials. 
Amen, amen. Y'all know cheers, cheers, the, 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 the church and cheers. And there used to be an old man with glasses, praise God, amen. And what he would do, he would take a napkin or a handkerchief, a white napkin or handkerchief. He would take it sometimes and crush it up. He would crush it up with cherries in the inside. He would get a rolling pin, roll it over. Sometimes, watch this, he had a steam, he had some grapes, put it in a napkin, and they rolled over with a steamroller, amen. Just rolled over and smashed it. He would lift it up and show you how stained it was, amen. He would have a bowl of water. He would take the, 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 the handkerchief and put it in the water. And then he would take the cheer guard and throw it in there. And then he would either use a whisk, he would use a blender sometimes, but he would work that thing for a minute. And when he was done, he would hold that handkerchief up and show you what nothing on it. Praise God. Amen. All I'm saying is that God loved when we dirty. God loved when we unclean. He knows how dirty we was, how dirty we will be. He knows all that. All you got to do is let him put some cheer, which is his blood. Let him put some cheer up on you. Amen. And give you some strength. God will clean you up. I ain't got to worry about cleaning myself up. I let God clean me up. I just gotta let him put me in the water. Woo. So, so, so the fact that Jesus wants us to change, y'all, he wants you to understand this change is radical. This, this, this whole theme and thought of being born again is something that's magnificent. It's amazing. Uh, if I had to put it in, in some terms we can understand, it's so dramatic like going through a metamorphosis. Amen. Uh, it's almost like, watch this, like, like, like a tadpole to a frog. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, a tadpole to a frog. That, that a tadpole, watch this, it, it, it swims in murky and dirty waters, right? It swims, it's dirty, it has gills, amen. It has gills and a tail. But after so long, watch this, it grows arms and legs and feet. So, so I was once swimming in dirty and murky waters. I was looking one way, and then I've been changed another way. Now I got legs, and now I'm leaping to higher heights that I didn't know was possible. The change is so dramatic, it's like a tadpole to a frog, amen. Oh, okay, maybe this one will help you. Uh, it's like a caterpillar to a butterfly. Uh, and it's like to the point, watch this, I was crawling around on leaves, moving slow and methodical. That, that I was crawling and eating on leaves, amen. That nothing was expected out of me but crawling, but God put me in my cocoon. That God separated me from everybody else and let me see the season by myself. Now when you see me, I got wings, I'm beautiful, and I'm soaring, amen. I am not the same. I am born again. I have changed so much. God is his wisdom gives us science to show the importance and how a new birth looks. Amen. Amen. So science can't deny who God is. Amen. I love that. I love that. He's awesome. So he's helping us to get where we need to be. Look at this, y'all. John 3, verse 8 and 9. The wind blows wherever it wants. Just as you hear the, hear the wind, but can't tell where it comes from or where it's going. So you can't explain how people are born of the Spirit. How are these things possible, Nicodemus asked. I love this. Nicodemus still confused. Jesus throwing so much at him, y'all. He's like, hold up. It's a brain overload. You teaching me stuff I ain't never heard. I ain't never seen. What are you talking about? Everyone that's born of you is like, uh, like the wind. Jesus, what are you talking about? I love this. So Jesus is using the play on words. See, see, in the Greek, the word for wind is pneuma. Say pneuma. And in the, in the, in the, in the Greek, the word for spirit is pneuma, amen. Yeah. So he's using a play on words that wherever the wind blows, the pneuma blows, that, that, that we see it, amen. So is everyone else that's blown by my spirit. Yeah. But what does he mean? Because I know me, myself, I, even though the wind blows, I ain't never seen wind. Mm-hmm. I hear the wind make a sound, amen. Yeah. 
I can hear the wind making sound. I'm not talking about tornado, obviously. But 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 when it's just a windy day, man, I can hear the wind, but I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I know it real well because sometimes I had a hat that fell off in the wind. Yeah. I had lost the hat because of the wind. Praise God, Amen. Come I had to chase it down and walk my parking lot one time. The, the wind took off my fitted, Amen. Uh, I know the wind is real wild. I see some leaves move on the ground. I see leaves move sometimes, right? And if I take my mail out the mailbox and it come out my hand, I seen it blow down the street sometimes, right? I see the wind move. I seen screen doors open and close because of the wind, right? But I've never seen the wind actually, but I know it exists. Why? Because of what happens when the wind blows. So Jesus is saying this. Watch this. Watch this. Everyone who is born, born by my spirit is just like the wind. Yeah. What do you mean? Because people that are born in my spirit blow wherever I say blow. Yeah. See, see, it's someone that used to be an alcoholic, amen, used to stay in strip clubs. Now they drinking communion and serving in the church. Yeah. The yeah. wind and spirit is blowing yeah. them. Yeah. It's someone that used to stay out clubbing. Now they're looking for a husband. She praying. She want God to move in her life, right? And she lived one way and now she don't. Do whatever the wind blows. What he's saying Jesus. is this. Jesus. The wind blows wherever it wants, but it's evidence you don't see it. My spirit blows through people wherever it wants. And yes, we can have seen the Holy Spirit, but the evidence is in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that this person has changed, yeah. that they're being born again. So I see the evidence by the way they are living. I see the evidence by the way they're conducting themselves. I see the evidence. And I love this. So Nick is tripping on Jesus. He's like, how is all this possible? I don't understand what you're saying. Jesus replied, y'all, verse 3, 10 and 11. You are a respected Jewish teacher, and yet you don't understand these things. <laughs> I assure you, we tell you what we know and have seen, yeah. and yet you won't believe our testimony. Jesus. See, Jesus is like, how can you believe spiritual things if you don't comprehend earthly things? Ooh. Because everything God does reflects what's going on in heaven. That's it. I, I told you, sir, the butterfly and the tadpole is an example of yeah. being born again. Yeah. Jesus uses the wind as an example that the wind is blowing wherever it goes and you don't see it, but it's evidence. I'm saving people all over and though you don't see the Holy Spirit literally in your eyes, you see the evidence because people's lives are changed. So if you can't understand earthly things, you can never cross over to understand spiritual things. So we got to get our understanding together. Jesus said, Nick, you a teacher and you don't understand this. Let me see if this one gets you. Look at this. John 3, 14 and 15. Remember this because we're coming back to it. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on the pole in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So Jesus goes back to a story in the book of Numbers. He says, maybe Nick, I know Nick knows the word, so let me give him an example to show him how things pass or a prelude to things to come. Amen. Let let me show him in the Old Testament so I can bring him to where we're going to be in this New Testament. Amen. With my life. So look at this. John 3, 16 and 18. For God so loved the world so much that he gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There is no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. Woo. This is Jesus having a deep conversation with Nick. John 3, 16 is the scripture that we learned when we were very, very little kids. God's a little world, right? But it's birthed out of this conversation he's having with Nick. And then Jesus goes on to say, look here, God didn't come to judge the world, but he came to save the world. But those who don't believe in me has already been judged because they don't believe in I'm the way to get saved. Amen. So he says, look at this. I need y'all to understand this. The point he's making is that God sets up his way of what salvation is. We don't get to choose it. God sets up his way of what redemption is. We don't get to choose. 
He's God. So he brings salvation to his creation. Yeah. Whenever I determine what salvation is, I'm putting myself in a position to be God. Yeah. I'm saying I know the way to be saved, not you. I know the way to heaven, not you. But Jesus said, no, God set this up in place and brought me to you. Okay. Remember what I said. Remember, now we back to it. John 3, 14 and 15. And as Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, so the son of man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in him will have eternal life. So in the book of Numbers, y'all, chapter 21, you want to read it later on. Chapter 21 in the book of Numbers, the people of Israel are traveling through the traveling to the promised land. They just messed up early in Numbers, right? Now they got to walk for 40 years. They were disobedient. God, God tried to give them the land full of milk and honey. He said, go take it. He sent spies over there. He said, it's all yours. And they were scared and didn't move when God said move. Be careful when you don't move when God said move. Amen. Uh, they didn't move when God said move. So God said, fine. Now y'all going to walk around this wilderness for 40 years. Everybody, everybody uh, 20 and older is going to die. And the, new gener- the younger generation, the kids that still got faith, I'm going to raise them up and give them the promised land. Wow. So now they walking around the prom- they walking around the wilderness in the desert, hot, mad, could have had milk and honey. I know they got an attitude. They tripping. So they walking around. They said, Moses, why you bring us out here to die? Why you take us out of Egypt? We ain't got no water. We ain't got no food. We ain't got They begin to complain, complain, complain. And God gets fed up with their complaining, y'all. He sends poisonous snakes in to start biting them. So in the midst of their complaining, y'all, they getting bit by all these snakes. And they saying, Moses, pray for us. Tell God to help us. Pray for us. So God says this, Moses, you go get you a pole. And then you put a fiery bronze serpent on the pole. And you hold up the pole. And anyone who looks at the pole will be healed. They were saying, Moses, pray for us. And Moses said, look at the pole, you'll be healed. Moses, help us. We're getting bit by snakes. We're dying. Look at the pole, you'll be healed. Moses, it hurts, we're in pain. Look at the pole and you will be healed. People died that day because they simply wouldn't look up at the pole. See, they wanted Moses to be something he wasn't when God gave them instructions for salvation. Help somebody today. Quit listening to other stuff and follow what God says. He gets to choose, and that day many of people died that didn't have to because they just wouldn't look up. But then Jesus said, just like Moses held up the bronze serpent, so must the Son of Man be lifted up so that they may have eternal life. Y'all remember how Jesus died? I I can imagine, watch this, they laying him down, getting ready to crucify him, amen, and put him on the cross. They stretched out one hand and begin to bang one of his hands in them palms with them spikes. They begin to bang one of his hands with the spikes, and I can see the devil laughing. It's over. I got him. He's defeated. He ain't going to win, amen. I can see them stretching out his other hand and banging that other palm with a spike, and the enemy laughing, celebrating hell. We got him. He's defeated. He won't win. I can imagine them taking his feet, putting them together, and banging those spikes in his feet and the enemy is celebrating it's over but then he messed up why he messed up because he said just like the bronze serpent was the son of man must be lifted up y'all know how Jesus died right there he was on the cross but they lifted him up amen I think he said if I be lifted up I draw all men unto me I believe he said if I be lifted up and I come here to tell you I don't care what the devil said or what he tries to do if you lift Jesus up in your life my God can't no demon stop you if you lift Jesus up in your life can't no lift keep you down if you leave lift him up in your life can't no devil no demon Nothing stop you, but you got to lift him up in your life. See, once he's been lifted up, he reigns forever. Once I lift him up, he's been exalted, and nothing can take his place. See, the enemy knows that. So his main thing, what he's trying to do, is to keep you from keeping Jesus lifted up. 
Jesus said, I'm done, y'all. See, the enemy doesn't want you. He, he knows some of us not just going to give up on yeah. Jesus. He know that. Yeah. He know we ain't going to say he ain't Lord. So what he does is try to split seconds and seconds in your life, moments, where you forget about him. Because if I can give you to forget about him for a moment and I can set a trap, I might kill you. If I can get you to forget about him for a moment, I can set a trap and I can damage your life. I, 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 I can send you to prison. I can, I, 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 can, I, can, I can give you a disease you can't get rid of. I, 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 can, I can hurt somebody. You can hurt somebody else. I can let all this stuff happen if you just forget about him. So this is why Jesus said I must be lifted up. Because when I'm lifted up, I'm drawing man to me. When I'm lifted up, people are coming to me. And when you lift them up in your life, amen, look around. When you lift them up in your life, guess what? Other people are going to be drawn too. But we got to be the ones that lift them up. Lord, every head bowed, every eye closed. Father God, we ask, oh God, today that you have your way, oh God. We say, oh God, we need you, oh God, to be lifted up in our lives. We've lifted up so many things, oh God. Sometimes it's been our pride that's been lifted up. Sometimes it's been uh, money that's been lifted up, oh God. Sometimes it's been uh, greed, oh God, lust. We lifted up so many things, oh God, but we're in a season in our life that we need to lift you up, oh God. We see the importance and the value and the, and, and, and the promise of lifting you up. It says that we may have eternal life. Yeah. We know life on this earth, oh God, is short. Yeah. It's not long, but we know life with you is forever. So prepare our hearts and our minds, oh God, to receive you and spend eternity with you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Give God some praise in this place, amen. Give God some praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, God. I don't know where you are in your relationship with God. I told you, if you're not saved, newly saved, uh, been saved, amen, wherever you are, trust and believe, you got to make sure that you know him for yourself. So in the parties of your sin, we talked about responsibility last week. The responsibility is, is that I'm acknowledging that I need a savior. Yeah. If that is you, amen, y'all know me. I don't do this long. I, I don't hold you hostage, but I do want to make sure that your heart is helped, amen. Yeah. That if you need Jesus, let today be your day. If you need him, if you need to be saved, if you need to give Christ your heart, let today be your day. Or, or, or maybe you're saved, but you've just been out the will of God. Say, you know what, Pastor? I've been tripping. I, I, ain't been in, I ain't been in church. I ain't been around believers. I've just been out the will of God. I need to come home and get my life back right with Christ. I need to lift him up like you were saying. If that's true, let today be your day. Celebrate. Don't let the enemy keep you bound in your seat by fear, by shame, by guilt, wherever it may be. Whatever it is, let God be God in your life. Amen. Amen, 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 amen. Look around, look around. Make sure you ask your neighbor, say, you good? You good? Ask your neighbor. Make sure they're good. But one thing I don't want to do, amen, if you're good, we good, amen, but I don't want nobody going back home the same way they came. I don't want you to come here with a heart full of pain and go back home with a heart full of pain. No, no, no. That ain't what he's here for, amen. He's here to liberate. He's here to free us from our sins, from our guilt, from our pains, amen. Well, everybody is good. Can we give God some praise in this place, amen? for what you are doing in our lives. We appreciate y'all. We appreciate y'all. Great crowd, by the way. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all so much. At this time, um, we'll get ready to raise our offering. Amen. If you will look at the screen, you need an envelope, raise your hand. The usher will be glad to give you an envelope. If you need an envelope, uh, you can also use, look on the screen, there is a cash app, as well as a text to give number. Either one works fine. However you want to sow seed today. Amen.